Good morning, cruisers. Welcome to another YouTube Live. And for those of you that are new to the channel, I'm Bill Panoff, cruise and travel, over 40 years experience in the cruise industry. That means one thing, I'm very, very old. And for the past 30 years, I've been the editor-in-chief and founder of Porthole Cruise and Travel, and recently the host of the Porthole Cruise and Travel TV series. But today, we are thrilled to have with us YouTube star, influencer, Tony Barnett, affectionately known to many as La Lita Loca. Tony provides a wealth of daily cruise news updates, engaging perspectives on cruising, and entertaining views about daily or across the globe. We'll be taking questions throughout the live, so feel free to drop in the comment sections. And we're going to bring Tony in right now. Tony, how are you? Nice to see you. Hey, Bill. What's going on? Hey, 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 everybody. What's up? What's going on out there? It's nice to see you on land, Tony. Normally, I see you on a ship with the ocean behind you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's not super frequent that I'm uh, at home, but uh, it, it's a nice home to be at. And, uh, of course, like yourself, I'm here in the Sunshine State, which hasn't really been so sunny the last few days. So I, I don't know no, what's going on, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think today is the first part of – well, maybe today or yesterday we had a little sun, but uh, – Anyway, it's every day is a good day for cruising, I think. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I haven't been on a cruise. You know, I, I say cruising's like pizza. When it's good, it's really, really good. And when it's bad, uh -huh. well, it's, it's still pretty good. So, uh, yeah, not, not a bad day on a cruise ship. Let me ask you a question. All the things you could be doing right now, how did you get into cruising? It's an interesting story. So my my wife is in the chat, the lovely Jenny B. We have been uh, married 21 years this year, wow. and that you know we we both had a practice marriage first, and so the you know we but we found each other, which was fortunate. But when we got married, we blended together six small children. So wow. from 2003 until 2015, 2016, we were just focused on working and raising kids. And we got to this point where our kids were fairly well settled in life. And we were like, what are we going to do together? And uh, Jenny B said, look, I think we should go on a cruise. And I'm like, I don't think I want to go on a cruise. And she's like, no, <laughs> we're going on a cruise. And so we booked this very first cruise in 2017, April of 2017. Uh, we we drove all the way to Mobile, Alabama from Charlotte, North Carolina, because we were trying uh -huh. to entice my brother to go on this cruise with us. Uh -huh. And we just went on this little four-day cruise on a super old Carnival cruise ship, the Carnival Fantasy. We got on the cruise ship. It immediately broke down. We didn't even oh leave. God. We were supposed to go to Mexico, supposed to go to Cozumel. We ended up going on a cruise to nowhere that became a cruise to Key West, Florida, all kinds of calamity. And we got off that cruise ship and we said, you know what? This this might be the, the most favorite thing we've ever done. And that kind of started our whole cruising process back there in 2017. And then at the same time, we we made some videos of it because, uh, you know, both Jenny and I, our dads passed when they were kind of young. We didn't have a lot of video footage of them. So we thought, hey, if we're going to go on this adventure, why not? Why not make a video of it so that we can share it with the kids? And that's really how it got you know started off, just making some cruise movies to show to our kids and doing it. up. And, you know, we threw it up on YouTube and we started making some connections with people and it, it, it rolled from there. How many cruises to date have you been on? I think my, my count's 52. I've gone on like, wow. a, I think, yeah, I would say 50 to 52. I was on like a kind of a promotional cruise for Wonder, and then I was on Margaritaville at Sea, and I, you know, which counts, but I think 52 total since uh, April of 2017. And then you also have to take in consideration the 18 month shutdown. So uh, we've jammed quite a bit in there since we started. Well, let, well, tell me something that most people don't know about you, Tony. 
Uh, I'm, you know, the, the, the challenge is I'm pretty much an open book. So that, you know, uh, maybe a lot of people don't know this. Uh, we were just chatting before. You you're you used to do magic professionally. Yep. Uh, I was never a professional juggler, but I, I do love the circus arts. And I can juggle five balls. I can juggle a uh, fire. So, I, you know, I'm a fire juggler, if you want to oh, say you're that. Kidding. Can you yeah, give us yeah. a demonstration now on the air? Is that possible? I, I, without, you know, without, without one, burning down your house? Those, <laughs> yeah, I'm in one of those buildings that, just like the cruise ship, they don't allow you to have open flame. So if, <laughs> if that were not the case, I certainly would. That's funny. That's funny. What was the most recent ship that you sailed on? So we had a really wild experience, just kind of tried it. We were looking for something to do. We had to be in Orlando on the 1st of January to visit with family. And so I started looking at cruises saying, is there something you know that we can do quickly in Orlando? We didn't find anything, unfortunately, on the 2nd or the 3rd. But on the 5th of uh, January, there was a two-day MSC Seashore cruise that just went to their private island, Ocean K. Uh -huh. And uh, we said, okay, we know we're going to go back home, but we're only two hours away from that cruise port. Let's go see what a two-day cruise is like. And so last Friday, the 5th of January, we drove over from where we live here on the west coast of Florida. We drove over to Port Canaveral. We boarded the MSC Seashore. We got on about 3 p.m. on Friday. And uh -huh. we Cruised, we cruised down to Ocean K. We were there on Saturday, and then at like 7 a.m. on Sunday, we got off the cruise ship. So certainly the the, the shortest cruise I've ever been on, but uh, that was our most recent cruise. Well, we have a comment here. We have several comments. We have uh, Lola Rackman here. She's asking, Tony, uh, out of the 52 cruises that you have sailed on, which one holds the most special place in your heart? It's weird. Like I'm a, I'm an emotional, sentimental kind of guy. So I've got probably more than one answer for that. Uh, the, the first time that, so we, we started cruising in 2017 and we, we cruised primarily on Carnival and we had a really good time on Carnival. But then right. at some point, I think in 2018, we went on the Oasis of the Seas. And there's this moment, I think we actually captured it on video, when we first saw Central Park, when we first saw the kind of the majestic, you know, the, the, sure. we, we saw the, the opulence and the coolness of that Oasis-class cruise ship. And my wife and I, we both teared up. So that's a moment that I always think of because we, we realized um, that, you know, we, we were a part of something now that we both enjoyed that really meant something to our hearts. Later that year, we went to Cuba, and my wife has some heritage in Cuba, and so uh -huh. that was another kind of special moment. But then beyond that, I've had some really great moments of just seeing things in the world. You know, because of cruising, last year I was in Sydney Harbor for the fireworks display. Oh, wow. It blew my mind. Earlier oh, this year, definitely. I was traveling with my friend Don Terrace, the you know the Canadian YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, sure. we went to Paris for four hours, and and I, I don't <laughs> you know I didn't think that I would ever. I've never been a traveler. Four right? hours. I'm, I'm, How do you do Paris in four hours? Yeah, it was a bus ride, and then they drove us around the city, and they gave us like 20 minutes at the Eiffel Tower. But as somebody uh -huh, who's uh -huh. never really traveled, all of a sudden, I'm in another place in the world, and I'm seeing the Eiffel Tower. So all of those moments still feel very magical to me. Like, I'm, I'm fortunate that I can kind of still tap into that, uh, the, the wonder that I've always felt as, a you know, uh, sure. my whole life. And so, you know, I kissed the Blarney Stone this year. I mean, so there's so many weird, iconic things like that that, uh, you know, really kind of get to me. You gravitate towards entertainment on ships. We talked about that, the larger ships offering more of an entertainment opportunity. What particular show on what particular ship really uh, stands out in your mind? 
Well, there's a few. The the first Aqua show I ever saw in the Oasis of the Seas, uh, I thought it was really neat because as somebody who loves the circus arts, I'd been to Vegas a few times. I'd seen a few uh-huh. Cirque du Soleil shows. And the fact that you had something that felt very similar to a Cirque, like that circus, uh, Cirque du Soleil show O in Vegas, the water show, it was yep, really yep. neat to see that on a cruise ship. But that was kind of mind-blowing. I also like song and dance. And so the fact that some of these cruise ships have – you know, Broadway shows. I saw the million dollar quartet on a Norwegian cruise ship uh-huh. and that's a fantastic show. It was performed sure. really well. And, um, those are, those are ones that stick out in my mind, but I've seen some pretty amazing things like the, you know, the Royal Caribbean Effector show that's on spectrum of the seas and then Effectors sure. two on wonder of the seas where they're using drone technology inside the theater. There, there's some really fantastical things going on out there with, with cruise ship entertainment, but, uh, those are some shows that come to mind. Do you prefer small or big in terms of the size of the ship, obviously? I like a big ship. I mean, because of my love for entertainment, I feel like the bigger the ship is, of course, the more people that you're going to get on board, which is a whole other challenge. But the thing that I like about a big ship is it usually increases the amount of entertainment opportunities. And so as somebody that's going seeking that, you know, entertainment aspect, I think the big ship gives it to me better. One thing I don't do well that I would like to see some sort of calculation, it'd be great if there was some uh, resource that we could go to, but it'd be interesting to see like what the square footage allocated per passenger is in the public space. And I know there are some measurements of that, but sometimes I believe that people see big ship and go, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. But I think sometimes if you compare those numbers, like how much space is allocated per passenger in the public space, I think some folks would be surprised that the big ships, you know, they almost have as much space for the passenger as the smaller, if not more. Sure. Talking about entertainment, uh, Dave and Brandy excursion travels at the Magnificent Circus on the Carnival Celebration is pretty impressive. Have you seen that, Tony? I've seen that show. It's really nice. Uh, I'm really impressed with the new Carnival XL class because not only do they have a main theater, but they've used this multi-use space in the middle of the cruise ship to have you know a, a incredible open light during the day, but then to also have sure. another... Per- performance space at night that magnificent circus is pretty good i don't think you'd like the magic on it just from the no? little bit that i've talked to you bill they do a magic trick that you can basically see the whole thing unfold oh like no the, they're, re- they're revealing the secret yeah the reveal oh, I, mean, no. I don't think they're i don't think they're intending to but i think the uh-huh. angles that you get on that stage it's a small stage you can see the illusion unfold but i think it is neat that they take a show and they they try to do magic and a lot of aerial acts in that show and then good singing so it's it's a great show I found that the entertainment on MSC is phenomenal. I mean, some of the, sh- the main shows there and the main uh, theaters are just uh, remarkable. Yeah, uh, it's it had been a while since we'd been on an MSC and only being on that cruise ship for 40 hours. We got to see uh, an, an Italian illusionist who uh-huh. claims to have the fastest metas- metamorphosis trick ever, oh, wow. which was, was you could almost see a little bit how that Man. worked out too. Again, these angles are interesting for magic. Sure. That was a great show. And then the next night, their production show did a kind of a rock and roll show where they did rock and roll classics. I thought it was really good. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think it was on par with a lot of entertainment you see on cruise ships. <clears throat> Food is such a big part of the cruise experience, the culinary offerings. Is there one in particular or one particular cruise that really stands out that you just are craving to go back and have some more? It's so funny. Like the, the food experience to me, it's so social. And so I remember the meals that I remember the most are meals with friends or meals with family. My wife and I had a meal with a couple that we know. And I think we were on the uh, Island Princess, just a real small cruise ship uh-huh. doing a transit through the Panama Canal. Their steakhouse there is like Cajun themed. I don't even remember the name of it, 
but they had just the best like porterhouse steak. And sometimes you forget, like you, you don't need all the stuff to sure, really sure, make sure. A, a great meal experience. And so just the combination of being there with my wife and being there with friends and then just a perfectly made steak with, you know, baked potato or whatever, that's a meal that sticks in my head. And then I, I travel with this guy, John, a lot. He's a bit of a foodie. And so one time we uh-huh. went to Royal Caribbean and we had the specialty dining package. And so we did it as much as possible, but we also did like a sushi and sake tasting, which was really nice. I I feel like uh, I really like sushi. And so Azumi sushi on Royal Caribbean ships, one of my favorites. And I think on that cruise, we had it as like a late lunch before we would hit the specialty dining for dinner. So it was, you know, we made the most of our specialty dining package. So I just remember that trip specifically for hitting all the Royal restaurants and uh, all really good. But the the meal that stands out was that meal on the uh, Island Princess. Any memorable uh, cruise experiences that come to mind uh, that really outperform others in your over the years? Yeah, I, you know, again, last year I went to a lot of you know really interesting places. Uh, last year was almost like the year of Titanic for me. I was in Belfast. I saw you know the where Titanic was built. Uh-huh. Uh, I was at several stops. I was in Southampton. I was in places that the Titanic went. Uh, later that year, I was in Halifax and I saw a museum where uh, after you know things were recovered, it was in this museum in Halifax. But one of the things that really sticks out about last year is when we were doing a transatlantic crossing. Holland America Rotterdam we came to the the to the coordinates where Titanic had sank and uh, the cruise ship stopped and we did a kind of a moment of silence the captain we we all gathered on the after the ship the captain came out and uh, you know read a speech did a memorial and then uh, we we had moment of silence and we sounded the ship's bell in remembrance of the people that had perished there on the Titanic and uh, then tying it into all those other Titanic experiences for last year that was that one still sticks in my mind pretty significantly. Well, any hopes for what will happen uh, with cruising this year? I think that, you know, if I'm looking at all the pain points, uh, of course, cruising, the demand is high. Uh, we right. have a lot of new inventory out there. The price continues to increase. And I feel like uh, I'm running into a lot of people that feel like they're being priced out of cruising. And, um, you know, I'm all for the strength of the industry. I'm all for everybody making money. But sure. it, it makes me sad that Uh, some people are getting priced out. So to me, it would be nice if there's some sort of tipping point where pricing does kind of level off and it becomes that kind of experience. But, uh, you know, the other thing that I really discovered last year that I hadn't really tapped into is, you know, more and more cruise lines, you can go and see cruise lines that are going to have longer stays at cruise ports. So I would love to see some, you know, like where you can specifically say, okay, I'm going to overnight somewhere. I'd like to see some of those more overnight experiences where you could, you know, have it, it, you know, you see it like on the world cruise a little bit, they'll go a place for a day or two, that kind of thing. I like that aspect of it. But uh, I think that, you know, I think the thing that would be the biggest, you know, stroke is if, if cruising stays somewhat affordable for folks and uh, hopefully too many people don't get priced out. Sure. Here's a uh, comment. We talked a little bit about this already. Uh, Have you ever tried MSC? Yeah, so the the ship that we were just on, the MSC Seashore, I've been on the Seaside, the Davina, the Maravilla, and now the Seashore. And, uh, you know, look, MSC, they're privately owned. They're backed by one of the world's largest shipping companies. They have a lot of money, and they definitely have a style to them. They're very into chrome and Swartzky crystal, and they like the dark colors, that kind of thing. The aesthetic of MSC hits me a lot, but uh, the thing that I really like about it is that they do make beautiful cruise ships. They of course, do. they've just come Indeed. out with their new luxury brand, which you've been on. which yep. uh, Explorer sounds, Journeys. Yeah, I yeah, was uh, extremely impressed. 
Yeah. So I, you know, a lot of people, the, the challenge I think for MSC, especially when it came to North America for the first time is it's not super Americanized, right? Like the first time I went on the MSCC side, they gave the announcements in like seven languages often throughout the day. And, you know, sometimes when you're in the, you know, the Southern part of the United States and you're cruising out of those places, not, not everybody's, you know, down with this, you know, world global kind of vibe. But I think that that's really one of the appeals of MSC cruises. And once people get in there and experience the product, I, I think it's I think it's really great. I think people should try it. And it's very competitive price wise, sure. uh, comparative to like a Royal and to a Carnival. And more and more uh, points of embarkation. I mean, they're just putting the ship now. I think in Galveston is the yep. latest news, correct? Yeah, yeah, the, that's that's the big news today. They're going to Galveston. So there's only a few, you know, they've got a ship in New York now. You know, they're, they're making that expansion westward. So, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we'll see MSC in California, eventually up in Alaska. Uh, and, of course, they're, they're populated a lot throughout Europe. You can get on MSC. We actually just booked an MSC in Barcelona coming oh, up nice. in April. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <clears throat> For someone who's never been on a cruise, never stepped foot on a ship and planning to go, what advice would you give that person? So the, the two big pieces I give, so I give some tacticals and some practical. The practical thing is make sure that your travel documentation is in order. I, I say if you can get a passport, get a passport. It's, it's worth the investment. A lot of these, you know, course cruise lines, they tout that, hey, you can just cruise closed loop and just use your birth certificate and your you know, state issued ID, but they don't follow up with like, and if you do that, you could get stuck in a foreign country. I say, if you're going to travel, you know, just make the commitment, get a passport if you can. Uh, the second thing is get travel insurance. Uh, so many stories of people having a hard time without travel insurance. Those are the practical things. And then when you get on the ship, the thing that I tell everybody is you're going to be overwhelmed with a lot of choices. So the, sure. there's two mistakes that you can make. You can make the mistake of trying to do everything on the cruise ship. You can also make the mistake of doing nothing that the cruise ship offers. And so what I tell new cruisers is every day, get up and take a look of the, you know, at the events that you're going to be able to do on the cruise ship that day and mark four or five that you would like to do and make sure you just do one or two of them. Don't try to overwhelm yourself and do all of them. But I think you're really going to get a good cruise experience if you try to take a little bit of the sample of what the cruise ship offers you as far as activities and events, those kind of things. But then you're also going to have a wonderful time if you just take some time to yourself and relax. So I think it's striking that that balance. And that's what I usually tell people that are going on their first cruise. Good. And for those that are, uh, that are listening and watching, please uh, enter your comments here. Here's a comment that, Tony, uh, you would know this one. Angie says, hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Yeah, it's kind of funny. At one point, I went back and figured out when I said, hey, 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 for the first time. It's either the third or fourth video. But, you know, one of those things that, uh, you know, it's just for me, because, you know, you, you've made content, you know, it's basically a sure. solitary activity. I'm looking yep. at a camera if I'm here by myself. And so I'm always looking for ways to make connection points. And hey, hey, hey is certainly one of the oldest connection points. I get people say that to me on a cruise ship and those kind of things. And to me, it's uh, it's those simple kind of things to make connections with people that you're not there in the room with or uh, that, that I really try to do. How do you stay so educated about cruising and so up to date? Do you catch yourself watching ship walkthroughs on YouTube? I mean, the information is just like you're like the CNN. I mean, you're you're <laughs> right on it. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, when I was, I can't remember what cruise port I was in, but I saw the, you know, Explorer One cruise ship from the outside. Uh-huh. And I kept saying to myself, I can't wait till somebody goes on this ship. And I was fortunate to watch your video about that cruise ship. And so, uh, especially new, like when the footage starts coming off of Icon, I know Royal Caribbean blogs already making posts from Icon. As yeah. that footage starts to come off, I, I will start, you know, consuming as much of that as I can. And then, of course, when I do the, when I talk about doing like the daily cruise news, I don't really consider myself like a hardcore journalist. I consider myself a commentator and a curator of the news. So the thing that I'm trying to do on a daily basis is find things that I think people will be interested in in the cruising space and then kind of, you know, put my my own spin on it, my own commentary on it. So that does, I do a lot of research that way. So I spend a lot of time reading press releases and reading news articles and coming up with those kind of things, all with this goal in mind of, you know, what what can I do that, uh, you know, will help people get to information about cruising quicker without having, you know, where they don't have to go through that process. So that's, uh, and I love it. You know, I'm, I'm just nerded out on it. I love all the cruise <laughs> stuff. So, uh, you know, anytime I'm constantly looking and seeing You're what's so going good. on. You're so cruising. good at it. You just come across with, you know, yeah, ah, thanks, credibility, really. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, what future plans do you have in terms of your career and your travels? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the interesting thing is essentially like YouTube and the creator economy is fairly new. It's within, you know, it's not any older than 20 years old, this idea that you can run a business around making media, run a business around, you know, having connections with audiences. Sure. Uh, I don't I don't have any plans of stopping. This is the most satisfied and successful I've ever been in my entire life. And so, uh, you know, I'm trying to be smart. I'm trying to, you know, plan for the future, those kind of things. Sure. But my goal is to continue to make content that entertains and educates and connects people together. Uh, this is what I plan to do until I don't do anything anymore. So, uh, and the fact that it's around something that I love, like being able to travel the world, then it's just a, you know, it's a win-win. So I'd say for future plans, and the thing was, I didn't know I was going to do this until it happened. So I think life works like that sometimes. Sometimes you don't know where the fork in the road is going to come, where you're going to have to make an adjustment. So for the short term now, I just want to continue to do this as well as I can and continue to enjoy this life. So it's a, uh, well, you have a yeah. great, you have an adoring audience. So keep it up, Tony, honestly. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate yeah. it. What is the funniest cruise story you ever heard ever? The funniest cruise story that I ever heard. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've thought about this a little bit. I, I don't know that I have a great answer for that, Bill. Now that okay. now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I've seen a lot of interesting things happen on cruise ships. I was on the Wonder of the Seas uh, on one of its early sailings when all of a uh-huh. sudden the uh, the fire alarms go off and the blast door closes. That kind of thing. That was a that was a little bit ironic. I've uh, been in a you know a cabin that's completely flooded out before, and that didn't seem funny at the time. But looking back now, that's that's kind of you know something funny. But um, I, I don't know. It's an interesting thing that I've been thinking about because you, you hear so many people in the cruise space like, oh, I love to go on cruise ships and watch people. And I was trying to quantify that just in some thought process. Like, what do we like about watching people? Do we do we like to see people in an argument, or do we like to see people wearing you know crazy clothes or something like that? I think you know I think there's an aspect of that in cruising that a lot of us engage in that makes cruising fun the people watching aspect of it but uh i try not you know that it's what it's hard to quantify it as funny but you see a lot of quirky stuff on cruise ships sometimes got it speaking speaking of the icon of the seas i have uh, actually you'll hear the the sound behind it but i have a a great drone shot i want to show everybody yes you be in my heart yes you be in my heart 
Yeah, she's uh, looks like a spaceship coming into the port of Miami there. I, I was gonna say, have you recovered from getting up so early yesterday? I know uh, that was a no. I'm okay. My drone, <laughs> my drone uh, operator wasn't too happy. But <laughs> too early in the morning. And gave him Cuban coffee. He was he was he was good. Uh, <laughs> Tony, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on YouTube Live. It was wonderful meeting you. We never actually had a chance to do this, and we hope we can do many more in the future. We're gonna. Uh, post this on our YouTube channel and you can do the same on yours and we're going to play it back for people who have missed it. Certainly an honor and uh, look forward to meeting you in person and more importantly, look forward to sailing with you in the very near future. Oh, for sure, Bill. We'll have to stay in touch and I'd love to connect with you on a cruise ship. Thank you for having me. Same, same here. All the best. Thank you, Tony. Thank I'm you. Bill Panoff with Porthole Cruise and Travel. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great day. Thank you.